Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On today's program of Accent of Women, we hear about the heroic struggle of the Anganwadi women workers in India. The Anganwadi are pre- and post-natal workers, the equivalent of Australia's midwives plus early maternal health care nurses plus early natal health care workers. Since the 70s, these workers have been asked to work as volunteers, and in 2017, they fought and won a long, hard battle for recognition as workers. Now, five years later, they're fighting for increased wages and conditions. I had the opportunity to interview the president of this workers' union, who is Shivani Kaur, and the only place I could get her was directly from the picket line. The internet connection is not great in New Delhi, where this picket line is, and there's a lot of background noise. But the story is too important not to broadcast, and I ask listeners to persist through the quality of this recording in order to hear this important story. Okay, so Anganwadi caregivers are basically these community workers who government uh, of India and different states have uh, employed as voluntary workers and they are not called the regular employees of any government. They are termed as social workers, as voluntary workers and their principal task is pertaining to uh, you know, imparting education to pre uh, to children in the pre-formal uh, stage of education, for example, between ages zero to six. And the other task that they are principally responsible is uh, providing the nutrition needs of community and principally small children, small kids, and nursing and lactating mothers. Uh, basically, the scheme was introduced by government of India in 1975 to fight hunger and malnutrition. And women from many backward sections, from working class, uh, you know, background, were included as part of this uh, entire scheme of the government. Uh, But uh, let me make this point here that maybe in West, maybe in Australia, in New Zealand, there might be, you know, community health workers and uh, caregivers like them who are who do have you know dignity of labor associated with their work but as far as these anganwadi caregivers are considered government treat them literally as bonded labor and make them do all those tasks that are not actually mandated by the school but they are crucial in implementing most of the scheme pertaining to health and education the industrial action of these workers commenced in 2017. It was a historic strike back then, five years ago now. Um, and, and one of the things that the workers rightly fought for was recognition as workers versus volunteers, as you described. Tell me um, about the struggle of 2017. And then, if you can, where we have come to in 2022. 58 day long strike uh, of these Anganwadi caregivers. And uh, after that strike, the state government, which is led by uh, Arvind Kejriwal and Rizamadi Party, 
they were forced to double the honorarium of the Anandwadi women workers and helpers in Delhi, and their honorariums were doubled. But as far as the status of, you know, uh, uh, their work and recognition as employees, recognition as workers was concerned, that is still uh, not being done. I uh, one of the reasons is that because it's an all India scheme, so central government is principally liable for that, and uh, uh, we do need a and you know a movement that is organized throughout India, and then we can actually challenge all the state governments and the central government together uh, to get this recognition as uh, permanent employees as workers. Of the department, uh, but yes, as far as the implement of honorarium was concerned, in 2017, our union managed to get that. And uh, in that sense, because it was a very long strike, 58 days is not a small period of time. And uh, these women workers, some of them are principal breadwinners of their families, and always departments and governments try to criminally intimidate them. Uh, so, uh, but they held their ground and in 2017, we won. Uh, in 2023, one of the key demands is that the again of the should be because as far as the inflation is concerned, as far as the workload is concerned, there has been a tremendous rise in votes since 2017. Secondly, we are also demanding that uh, the you know, there was an announcement made by the Modi government in 2018, uh, uh, October 2018, uh, in October 2018, increasing the honorarium of Anandwadi women workers by 1,550. But that uh, uh, that increment has not been implemented yet. So one of the demands is that that should also be released as soon as possible. Again, we are demanding that that work should be recognized, they should be treated as government employees. We're also demanding that uh, uh, the infiltration of various NGOs in the scheme should be stopped with immediate effect because uh, not only government is uh, shirking from its responsibility, it's actually making these NGOs do the tasks uh, that are the functions of uh, government. And these NGOs, they are they have got corporate backing, they've got backing from big capitalist houses. They are infiltrating the entire scheme, uh, integrated child development scheme of which these unmarried women workers are part. So uh, these are some of the demands that we are raising. Uh, some of them are obviously similar to the ones we raised in 2017. But yes, this time also, uh, the strike has been uh, a historic one because Today is the 27th day of the strike. The strike started on 31st of January, uh, and today is the 27th day. And in between, we've done many uh, important things uh, that I can mention later. But yes, uh, the demands, as I said, are uh, you know some some are, some of them are same as 2017. So where to from here? I know that there was a very particular um, action that was held at the strike site yesterday. If you could tell us about that action. 
Uh, yes, uh, actually there have been a couple of actions. For example, we have held two massive rallies, one on 11th of February and second on 22nd of February. And these were like big massive uh, rallies. A red, you know, a red sea was flowing throughout Delhi and around 15 to 18,000 women workers participated in it. And in that sense, it was uh, a historic, both of these rallies were historic because uh, Delhi hasn't witnessed, you know, such a huge upsurge uh, from the working class and working masses of late. Then yesterday, we actually occupied the uh, department's headquarters and still that occupation is going on. So uh, last morning, yesterday morning, uh, around 1,500 women workers get out and uh, occupy the department headquarters. The director of the department fled from the uh, from our occupation site. And uh, throughout yesterday, last night, that occupation continued. And still at the occupation site, and the occupation is still going on. At a different uh, a strike site, which is our original strike site at Civil Lines, uh, women have been staying put since 31st of January. So this is an addition. This occupation is an addition. I also want to clarify uh, one thing that the government has uh, on, 20, on 24th of February announced an increase. Government has actually announced an increment, but our union, Delhi State Anandmari Workers and Helpers Union, has rejected it. Uh, and I also want to point out the role of yellow revisionist trade union in our strike. So there is, uh, you know, a treacherous union associated with one of the central uh, trade union federation called C2. And this, uh, uh, this union affiliated with the central trade union federation C2 has throughout our strike in cahoots with these, uh, uh, you know, betrayers of the uh, working class movement have entered in a negotiation and arrived at, a, at an agreement. And they have uh, raised, uh, you know, our honorarium to a meager amount, which we have clearly rejected. And after that declaration, this occupation started yesterday. So I believe that, uh, our movement, our strike has entered a new phase with this occupation because this occupation movement is a new, is the latest addition to the already uh, ongoing strike. And apart from the rallies we held, uh, two massive rallies, this occupation, um, I think in that sense is, is historic. And we have actually occupied the premises of the department. We have actually occupied the premises of uh, you know, interstate bus terminus from where buses leave from Delhi to other states. So that entire area has been occupied by the women workers. Uh, so it's a sight to behold. Uh, it's it's actually a strike. It's actually a movement to look up, uh, look, uh, you know, to actually look forward to. And I'm really glad that your organization all and all the struggling people and struggling organizations of Australia have extended their solidarity, their sorority, their brotherhood with our women workers. And we are really, really, really pleased. And I can't express, uh, uh, you know, how grateful we are that we've received such a support and, you know, solidarity with your messages from you all.
Oh, thank you so much. And of course, this is such an extraordinary struggle. It um, only makes sense to support it. I wanted to ask you that the regulation for the Anganwadi workers comes from municipalities. So this particular strike is in New Delhi. Are there other municipalities um, where this strike will be extended to once you win in New Delhi? Yes, that's a very good question because, uh, you know, since our union has been founded in 2015 and since, uh, you know, the times we've led two successful strikes and uh, led them to victory, we've received many phones and many, you know, people have contacted us from across India, like Anganwadi caregivers from other states. So, and uh, with this strike still going on, we've received so much support and so much, uh, you know, solidarity from other states, other municipalities, and, uh, uh, you know, from other women workers who are employed in this scheme. And uh, believe me, we are actually in contact with many such women workers and we are all calling them to uh, make independent militant organizations, militant trade unions that are not, you know, uh, suffering from the ills of economism, trade unionism, and that are not affiliated to any electoral political party because we can see how these political parties actually remote control all, all these trade unions. They don't have any independence and they act as puppets of all uh, electoral political parties. So once we are done with our strike and once we win it, definitely we are going to other states and municipalities in India and we are planning to organize women throughout India and we received uh, calls from Himachal, from Haryana, from Maharashtra, from Tamil Nadu, uh, from Madhya Pradesh, from Bengal. And once we've finished with our task here, we are going and extend our work in other states. And uh, we are actually committed uh, to do this because it's one of the principal duties as, as political activists and as, uh, you know, uh, we believe that we are one of the true flag bearers of the working class. So it's our bounden duty that we should go and we should meet up with this, these women and we should, uh, uh, you know, organize a concerted effort because it's an all India scheme and only an all India movement can actually challenge uh, the authorities and the powers that be. So yes, once we are done with our strike here, we are going and organize women at other places in India. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. I'm speaking with Shivani Kaur, the president of the trade union representing the Anganwadi workers, about their strike that has been ongoing since January 31st. I acknowledge the difficult sound quality. The only time I could speak with Shivani was on the picket line where she's now sleeping and spending all of her time. The internet connection there was not very strong and there's a lot of background noise. I thank Accent of Women listeners for persisting with this recording. 
I also just wanted to step back a moment uh, and, and go back to the work of the Yanganwadi caregivers and ask if COVID uh, caused further stress or strain for these workers. Uh, that's again a very relevant question because government of India and the Delhi government have, you know, said that these Yanganwadi caregivers are frontline workers. So now frontline workers. Uh, in that sense, should mean that they, their work should be recognized. They should get their due. They should get all the benefits that are, uh, you know, uh, rights of all these women workers. But throughout COVID pandemic and the ensuing lockdown, we have seen that how insensitive governments have been. And uh, in particular, the Delhi government, led by Arvind Kejriwal and its party, uh, they have been pathetic in their handling of the COVID pandemic as well as, uh, you know, in their treatment of these women workers. Now the chief minister of our state, uh, while canvassing and while uh, campaigning in other states uh, during the assembly elections that, that are being held in other parts of India, he has gone on record saying that Anganwadi women workers were paid two crore as uh, compensation if anyone from their families or one of them have died. It's a blatant lie. No one has even received a, a mask, a hand sanitizer, a PPE kit from the government. And this man is going on record and saying that they've uh, uh, given them two priorities as compensation. The truth is that these women workers have been at front lines of the fight against a pandemic. And government have been too callous and too brutal in their approach uh, towards these women. And they have actually exposed the lies of this government, which, which while on the one hand turning that, them as frontline workers, uh, is trying to pat its own back. But in reality, we know that these women were suffering. Their families were suffering. They were the ones who uh, were at the forefront and many of them have lost their lives. I, I personally know, know at least five or six women uh, who died during the pandemic. And I know dozens who have lost uh, their families. The government haven't done a single thing for them. So it's good that you asked that because uh, as far as COVID pandemic was concerned, it actually reveal the fortune lines that are already there in the capitalist system and how these governments and how the entire state machine function throughout the pandemic and the lockdown that follows. Well, it is an extraordinary struggle. It is uh, one of the struggles that inspires me the most across the world because these are very, very um, poor women from poor communities that um, were being treated as basically the cannon fodder of the recreation of the capitalist class uh, in that they were um, basically raising the workers of tomorrow and doing it for free and they fought so hard to be recognised as workers and now fighting for wages and conditions commensurate with the quality of the the work that they deliver so it is truly an inspiring struggle um where to from here so what is next in the industrial fight 
first of all, uh, you you actually uh, pointed out the crux of the matter that how the labor power of these women is being exploited and how they are used uh, for the reproduction of the uh, you know of a, a, a capitalist uh, system and the reproduction of the labor power. An entire generation of working class is being uh, you know uh, made uh, to function. And I believe that in that sense, uh, this strike and this uh, entire movement is very crucial because it's actually hitting at the roots of the capitalist economic system as well as capitalist socialism. So uh, uh, the strike is going to continue. Uh, and the, and uh, what we are demanding right now is that the government the Delhi government should invite the union that is leading this strike since 31st January because we have seen it in past also. What uh, uh, the Kejriwal government is actually doing is quite undemocratic and unconstitutional by, by not recognizing the union of the caregivers. And this is a political fight also because they're not recognizing the union which is leading the strike. Uh, they're actually making uh, black legs and strike breakers sit on the sit on the negotiation table. So one of our key demands pertains to the fact that government should engage with us, with Delhi State Anganwadi Workers and Helpers Union, the union which has been uh, leading the strike uh, for the past eight years and which is lead, leading the current strike since 31st January. Secondly, the road ahead is that we are not going to budge, we are not going to go back to our rooms. The strike continues and it will continue till the day the government doesn't keep to our demand. Uh, thirdly, the campaign that I referred to, uh, which actually aims at boycotting uh, the Amati party uh, in the upcoming municipal elections. So we've decided that our union, all our women workers will boycott Amadmi party in the upcoming municipal elections, and we'll make it sure we we'll, uh, ensure that their uh, you know uh, candidates aren't in a position to campaign in our localities because uh, remember we are community workers we've got roots in communities we are the lifelines of Delhi and we if we say that we can actually disrupt their electoral prospects. It's true, we can do that. So we are trying to hit them electorally also. And this boycott campaign is going to continue till the time the government doesn't fulfill the demand. And the occupation at Women and Child Development Department, the headquarter of the department continues and it will uh, go on till the time the government uh, doesn't pay attention and doesn't actually accept uh, our demands and invites our union for further negotiations. Shivani, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Giselle, and thank you all the listeners who are listening to your show and your organization all. Uh, you've always supported us unconditionally and you actually uh, you know, amplified our voice. I would also uh, make an appeal to all the listeners that please follow our Facebook page uh, it goes by the name of our union, Delhi State Anwarwari 
workers and helpers union please follow us on twitter on instagram uh, and amplify our voice on social media also if you any of you can contribute uh, economically financially also we need that and we don't accept any kind of institutional funding so no funding from funding agencies corporate sources electronic parties governments or ngos but yes all individual contributions even if they are small it doesn't matter uh, how you intend it to be is is the real thing and and we need all your solidarity all your support in all forms if you guys whoever is listening to this show if you can send solidarity video messages our women need that if you can send us uh, statements of solidarity we need that and finally last but not the least if you can send in some economic contributions also that will make us uh, uh, you know uh, it will make our part a little bit easier as many women are uh, facing financial strain at their home uh, because the strike has been going on for 27 days in 3 days it will be a one month strike and from 1 march onwards it's going to be a 24/7 strike so women won't return to their places we need to stay for their uh, throughout day throughout night and it's going to be a 24 hour long uh, strike after that so we need all your support we need all your assistance we need all your solidarity That was Shivani Kaur, the president of the trade union representing the Anganwadi workers, about their strike that has been ongoing since the 31st of January. I acknowledge the difficult sound quality. The only time I could speak to Shivani was on the picket line where she's now sleeping and spending all of her time. The internet connection there was not very strong and there's a lot of background noise. I thank Accent of Women listeners for persisting with this recording. Additionally, check out Accent of Women's Facebook page for the social medias of the Anganwadi struggle, including their banking details if you want to financially support the strike fund. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kanjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen@gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.